0: Welcome to Moonbeaming, a podcast about creativity, magic, tarot, lunar living, and more. I'm your host, Sarah Faith Godestiner, and I am so happy you are here today. Hello, hi, and welcome. We are on episode number nine, and I can't even believe it. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank everyone for telling your friends about this project and for your lovely reviews and your really sweet and kind messages. It does mean the world to me, so thank you so much. If you like this podcast and you haven't already done these things, you can tell a friend who you think may enjoy it to check it out, and you can subscribe if you haven't, and if you have not given the podcast a five-star rating, wherever you can do that. I don't even know where you can do that anymore, Uh, but if you could, it really helps folks find the project everything I do is word of mouth. This is being created totally DIY with myself and with the help and support of a few other people. So I appreciate every single little, tiny, or huge, it's all huge really, uh, ways that you maybe feel called to support this project. And that's I'm going to move right along. That's what I'm going to say about that. Because I also wanted to let you know what is going on with myself a little bit more. The Many Moons 2021 Lunar Planner is shipping. If you order it now, you'll receive your copy before the winter solstice. So to be like a little winter solstice present for you to count down the days of this year. It has every single moon phase of 2020, every single moon sign of 2021. I meant 2021. Uh, it's weird to live in the future while trying to stay present. That has literally been my life for the past five years, by the way. Uh, the, the planner has monthly overviews, weekly overviews, And a ton of content for you to make the most magic and healing and transformation possible in this coming year, which is going to be an intense one. And also, I think, potentially a really magical one. So for more information on all of that, you can check out You Know What to Do, the link in the show notes. And if you want to check out photos and things like that, you can just head over to that link because uh, that'll be that'll bring you right to the store. And also, there's so much going on uh, this fall for me. My first official book with a publisher's is coming out so, 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 so soon. I have a launch event December 14th with Pam Grossman, friend of the podcast the wonderful co-host of Waking the Witch podcast, and and she's also a writer and a consultant and uh, just a really brilliant and wonderful person. That's gonna be virtually at Skylight Books. I also have virtual events around the launch of this book happening in December at Housewitch. You know them, you love them, and The Alchemist Kitchen, And you can get all of that information. Again, I'll link it. And I would love it if you could join us for some or for one or for all of these events. I don't think it should come uh, as any shock to folks that I am an introvert so i don't do a lot of events i don't even do virtual events i don't even really do lives like everyone's doing the lives on yield social media i'm just like i'm really introverted and it's weird for me to do things like that but i'm really wanting to get into the energy of celebrating My hard work uh, because this book was quite a journey. And so I'm excited to show up and be with all of you and answer any questions and talk about my process and some of the events I think are going to be teaching, like I'll be doing workshops. So I would really, really love if you can join. And I'm also trying to figure out at least one event. For those of you who are in the UK and Europe and you're on a different time zone, I'm definitely working on that. So don't think I'm not thinking of you. I am trying to think of all of the beautiful babes in all of the different beautiful time zones. So please stay tuned. Okay, my babes, so what's going on with the moon? She's a waxing, she's a building up to a lunar eclipse on the 30th for those of us who uh, adhere to Pacific Standard Time. Feelings? What are those? Never heard of her. Uh, just kidding. You could be feeling feelings uh, even more than usual. And also, you could be feeling an accumulation of energy that needs some kind of release. This would be a really good week to pick some kind of release practice and maybe try it for 20 minutes once a day. I'm actually feeling like this is going to be a great lunar eclipse for us to hone in on where we are going, literally, metaphorically, in all the ways. Like, where are we going? In order to figure out where we are going, We have to reconcile where we've been and where we are now. So I do see this eclipse as potentially having a kind of closure energy to it and also having a kind of snap out of it kind of energy, snap out of it in a good way, in a good way. Like, oh, like Oh, an awakening energy or a looking up or having some kind of puzzle piece flow in or maybe even the tiniest little bit of inspiration or motivation happening around this time. So you know keep your eyes open, my dears, uh, you know, and look forward to any kind of sort of breaking open or awakening, um, or awareness that presents itself to you or comes through you around this time. Uh, I also want to say a couple of other things. I feel called to say a few other things. This is what I will say. You can't take words back. Once you've uttered a nasty sentence, sent a cruel tweet, Or maybe even a text to someone in particular. Maybe even you say these words to someone you actually truly care about. Or maybe even someone you don't. You can't take it back. And I would also say, like, I want to underscore this. Humans are sensitive. I know, spoiler alert. And I do think we are particularly sensitive to words, and I do think we are particularly sensitive to delivery and tone. And I would say not just now, but always, you know, thinking about the words we use and the way in which we use them, I know for myself I, that is a big priority for me. And all of these metaphors like words will never harm me and you know, it's just a joke, can't you take it? or you know, all of these things. Words can be weapons, you know. Uh, so like just be careful uh, around how you're using words, how you're perceiving words. Take care in your communication. I'm a really big proponent of being honest. And I'm also a really big proponent for advocacy. I don't think we are here to put up with abuse. I don't think we're here to let folks behave in particular ways. And that's where the truth comes in. So, thinking about that, like what is the truth? How do you communicate that? If there's something that needs to be said, then say it. Say it if it's going to clear something up, not stir something up. You know what I'm trying to say. Just please don't thoughtlessly communicate. Think about possible outcomes, think about receipts. Think about if your reactions are coming from the past, like a past wound, or the present moment. Think about if the person who is communicating to you is in the present moment or not, or if they're responding to something in the past, or if they're responding as their 12-year-old self, or maybe they're on edge because of their own issues. Maybe you're on edge because of your own issues. So like, let's all be aware. And if you haven't listened to the episode about eclipses, which is a few episodes back, you can give it a listen. And I go over some of the thoughts I have around eclipse energy and working with eclipses and getting through eclipses. You can check that out. I pulled a card for us this week. I hope you like the card of the week. I might not continue it. I'm not sure. I like it. Um... I think it's nice to tap into and to meditate on a specific archetype. I'll keep doing it if folks like it. Uh, I was really excited to see the card that I pulled for us this week. My loves, we got the queen of cups this week. Come home. Come home to yourself. Make a nice little nest and a nice little home in your heart. Take part in activities that center the heart. Take part in comfort, center comfort. Connect to the essence of the qualities you need around you to remind you of the power of your heart and the power of energetic, emotional homecoming. And going off uh, the little the little note i uh, I had for us uh, a few moments ago, if emotions are unruly, think about what kind of addendum you can add that will help give you perspective on them. For example, acknowledge how you're feeling, I'm feeling sad, and then add an addendum, and that's okay. It won't last forever. Or I'm feeling sad and I think it's because of this and I think I need to give myself this. Or I feel hope and I'm letting this flow forth easily. I think the energy of this eclipse plus the current state of the world plus this archetype that got pulled is offering us opportunities to do some personal healing this week around Letting ourselves be held and letting our needs be heard, even if it is simply us doing those holding and doing that listening. Like, when's the last time you checked in on your needs and gave yourself some support around that? And if you have the bandwidth, reach out to other folks. Check in with folks you think are doing great. Check in with folks maybe that might not be doing so great. Like, offer up some time, offer up your ears, and just be there. Be there for yourself or for others. You know, I would be remiss to add, like, This is also still a time of continued effort. And I know like for myself, I'm doing some phone banking for the candidates in Georgia uh, for the runoff elections in January. So thinking about how you can continue to create actions of care and actions of care for yourself and for your community, for your community and yourself. Okay, my babes. So today I wanted to share a bit about my relationship with the moon. My book called The Moon Book was supposed to come out this week. Actually, it was supposed to be out today, actually, but it got pushed back. This project has been pushed back four times now. It was originally supposed to come out in spring of 2020. Um, So I'm actually like kind of holding my breath until I actually have the book in hand at this point. The official US release now is December 15th, which is still around the corner. It's still like less than a month away. So if you pre-order the book and you sign up to receive a free mini course on the moonbook.com. You'll get an email mini course in January that will act as a guide for this kind of work for you. You can sign up until December 10th to receive that as your gift starting in January after our year is through and eclipse season is over and we're feeling maybe we're feeling different or the same. <laughs> like either way, it'll be there in January. So, I wanted to just speak a little bit about my process and my history as it is with working with the moon. I started doing magic and I started being interested in the occult and tarot and metaphysics and all that stuff around 2003. In 2004, I started seriously working with the tarot. And around 2005, I started working with the moon through a magical practice, but it wasn't. It wasn't in this focused way that I'm going to go over today, and it's. It wasn't in the way that I think about it and, and teach it, which means that you know this way is more holistic. It addresses mindset, behavior, action, all of the stuff I'm going to get into. It was more, I think, in a popular magic or like pop, like literally pop culture magic kind of way, where I would light a candle on the new moon. And, like, you know, let it go into the universe, or maybe um, cast a spell before I was going to do something as kind of support or to amplify the energy, which th- these are all great to do, by the way, I'm not on any level criticizing working magic in this way. It just wasn't, my point is it was a little bit not connected. It was a little bit, dare I say, I'm just speaking to myself, uh, my my past self, it was a little superficial. It was also, I would sort of say like, mm, I'll say a couple things now that I'm sort of going in on myself in the beginning of my magical practice. It was a little compartmentalized, meaning I would cast the spell and not do that much work in different realms, in different uh, levels of consciousness, like in the underworld, in the subconscious, uh, in the material realm, in mindset, and so on and so forth. So it was a bit compartmentalized. And the other thing I will say is, again, I'm being really real here, It was like I was expecting the universe to do the heavy lifting. And my philosophy now is that neither the magical practitioner nor the universe is to be doing the heavy lifting. My philosophy now is that it is a relationship and a collaboration between the practitioner and the universe, or the deity, or the cosmos, or the planet, or whatever, the desire, whatever you're in particular working with. And I think I just didn't understand that in the beginning of my magical practice. And that's okay. But what I will say is I got results or else I wouldn't be doing it. I, that's another thing I think a lot of witches would not be uh, would not be magical uh, practitioners if there wasn't results. It was just a little scattery. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna stop dragging myself because I do love myself and I love my past self because she got me to this place. but I just it's it's interesting, you know. Um, the other thing too is like I didn't connect magic to a healing process which is interesting uh, to think about because I'm in this phase of my magical practice where my magical practice is truly part and parcel to a healing practice or a healing process. One of the other aspects of my magical practice that I wasn't doing in the beginning was I didn't connect it to my specific ancestry or my ancestral traditions and it also wasn't consistent. These are some like large ways that my magical practice has changed. Listen, my magical practice changes basically every year. It's supposed to change, it's supposed to grow. We call it the crooked path. It's not linear. The amounts of energy and time and attention that we spend changes um, you know, according to various things. But those are kind of the big ones for me now that I'm looking back uh, on my own sort of history. So it might be interesting for you to sort of think about your magical practice, what it consists of now, what what you're working with now, and where it started and where it began. And also, I think it's always really valuable to take time to reflect on what your magical practice has taught you and what it has given you, maybe even far beyond the results in quotes, whether those results may be internal or external, you know, what what has it given you? What have you learned? How have you transformed through doing a magical practice? So a magical practice takes time to develop, and I will say it is one you have to create for yourself. By yourself, I mean, with help, of course, with teachers, with guides, of course, but it really is about what you need, what your interests are, what you enjoy, and your particular magical proclivities and magical gifts, right? So back to the moon, back to the moon, back to the moon. Uh, I came upon the way I practice and teach lunar magic through all of this experimentation and a bunch of mini light bulb moments that would come in and out through doing this work. The first step was acknowledging that the moon affects my physical body my psychic body or my intuition, my emotional body, my energetic body, and the levels and layers of my consciousness and awareness. That is to say the unconscious, the subconscious, the conscious self, and then what some folks Refer to as the super conscious, but I do want to clarify here uh, my wisest self, maybe my future self, uh, maybe, you know, a larger sort of soul self, my guides, ancestors, angels, any other helpers I encounter or have access to in various ways. In addition to that, lunar energy for me represents the energy of. Alchemy, time, and reflection. Now, obviously, it represents a lot more, but I'll stop there for now. But that was like the first big, like, oh, okay, what does this mean for me? Like, what, how is this impacting uh, and influencing me? And also, what is this a portal to? What does this facilitate? What am I noticing um, through? doing this work and paying attention. That's a really big one, paying attention. The second step for me through discovering the practice that I utilize now was acknowledging that a special property of the moon is that it is this celestial body It is our closest companion, our only satellite here on earth, where we can easily follow its orbit. And because of this, it encompasses the quality of a process, as well as the way we experience spectrums and seasons of our layers of consciousness, our emotions, our intuition, our behaviors, and our body. So if it is an illustration of cycles, seasons, spectrums, then we can experience all of those cycles, processes, seasons, spectrums, work with and through them in order to facilitate transformation, growth, healing, and getting closer through our desires through embodiment. Yeah. It's like a lot, right? It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. So the third step that helped me come to this practice was deciding to work with an entire lunation. That is new moon to new moon, or full moon to full moon, or waning moon to waning moon, or dark moon to dark moon, one closed loop of a cycle around one goal, theme, or desire. Not nine million, not two, but one. And I want to be clear because like, I get this question quite a bit. Can the desire or goal, can it be vague? Yeah. If it's around joy, it can be around joy. It doesn't have to be like, I'm looking to, I don't know, uh, get a new career in tech or whatever. Like it, it, it can be vague. It can be vague. And the other question I get a lot with this is, well, how do I know where to begin? Or like, where do I I start? I have answers for that. One is start with either, and you can answer this like by checking in with yourself and your intuition. Start with something small that you think you can manage or start with something really big, something you desire. Check in with yourself, see what you're ready for. You might be in a place where you just really need to celebrate a small win or get into the practice of connecting with your will. And that's maybe where you start small or smaller, right? If you're really ready, if you're like, this is it, the time is now, I've always wanted to dot, 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 then begin there. But begin with the acknowledgement that if this is going to be a larger desire or goal, it's not going to coalesce, come to fruition in one lunation. It might be a year, it might be two years, it might be six months. So just be practical about it, right? It could be shorter, but usually if it's like much larger, like a move or um, you know, starting a new business or like something that is a larger process and requires uh, more moving parts, it'll just take longer and that's okay. The third question that folks have is what if I don't know what I want? Like what if I just like really don't know? And my answer for you is you can work through a lunation to figure out what you want to pay attention to the various aspects of your consciousness, your intuition, your behaviors, to see what's coming up, to see what themes are coming up. So there's all these different ways. I outline a lot of different ways in the book, but I can already sort of hear uh, folks who are new to this process sort of Asking some questions or being like, Well, WTF, come on now. And I just wanted to answer, I just wanted to preemptively sort of answer those questions because those are a lot of questions that I get. So, yeah, that third step, deciding to work with one lunation from start to finish, closing a loop, closing a cycle around one goal, theme, desire, uh, matching my behavior, matching my energy, matching my practices to each lunar phase. That meant that there was ample time for delving into blocks, stories I've made up from the past or things that happened in the past that maybe have influenced certain mindsets I had around my theme or goal or desire, subconscious stories. It gave me time to begin different habits to create different mindsets. It it gave me space to rest and receive. This is a really big one, I believe, as well as creating an embodiment practice and making that embodiment practice a priority, because I would argue that that is also the work Of the moon, or that is a gift of the moon, is the moon really teaches us that we are to embody on a cellular level that which we desire or dream of. So, through all of these processes, I encountered a really potent, really different kind of magic that I had not previously experienced before, right? Where like I would light a candle on the new moon, I'd like burn a piece of paper on the full moon here and there. And again, I'm not saying that these practices are not effective or to not do them. I'm simply sharing that my magic became more effective when I began to try the practices that I outline in my classes and in my book. Those of you who have taken my classes understand that we go over levels of consciousness, creating an intent or an intention, levels and layers of energy, attuning to that energy, transmuting that energy, reflecting on our patterns and creating new ones, creating different habits, stepping into different beliefs and mindsets, behaviors, excavation of subconscious stories and blocks and ultimately reprogramming, which ends up leading to transformation from the inside out. So when we work with the moon in this way, we really have this 360 degree opportunity to embrace our desires, are the theme we're working with, delve into the symbolism of it, and like see all of the different sides Work through the totality of the spectrum of it, and that creates sustainable cellular change. In my own life, the results of this work have been extraordinary, like I've said. I'm so practical, friends. I don't. Uh, I don't utilize things that don't work. Uh, my magic is quite practical. I've used this method that I have created for healing low self-esteem and confidence, to develop and boost my intuition and psychic ability, to get into alignment with abundance for my business and for myself, and much, much more. Lunar magic has even helped me to buy the house that I'm sitting in right now. My practice was developed and refined over time. I began teaching this in spaces, in stores, in 2012, that, eight years ago, the first class around this in my apartment in Silver Lake was, gosh, I don't know, 20, maybe 13. And I still keep in touch with some of the first group of the wonderful women who would gather in my tiny little apartment each week to practice Working with the moon in this way. So, shout out to all of you beautiful uh, women. You know who you are. Then in 2015, I started channeling and creating the many moons workbooks for over three years. In 2017, I think I started teaching this online. In 2018, I started making Lunar Planners, and it's 2020, and my book is coming out. So it's taken a minute. It's taken time. Yeah, it was a real process that I let take its time. So in between the workshops online and in person and the publications, tens of thousands of folks have been introduced to the way I think about and practice lunar collaboration and lunar magic. Folks have messaged me around making peace with loved ones, leaving abusive relationships, getting pregnant, buying houses, changing careers, all kinds of different healings uh, as a result of this work and it's really beautiful. You can work any theme, any goal, anything. It's truly flexible, beautiful, open way. Uh, There's nothing I don't think you can't uh, at least try uh, this process, this method around. The other thing I wanted to say too is none of this was planned. I never had a plan to teach about this subject. I've never wanted to write self-help books. I did feel quite called to do it though. Uh, For many years of my life, that calling just took over. Like that was it. And, you know, there's this Kabbalah tenant, one of the core foundations of the Kabbalah, which is that the point of doing anything is to share it. And, you know, so often we'll come across these stories of a practice, a tool, a modality, a technique, Quite literally saving or radically transforming someone's life, and so then they go on to become a teacher or a practitioner, or this uh, this tool or this practice becomes their career, and that is what happened with me. Even though I think I'm going to be phasing out of it (pun intended), get it, moon phase, phasing out of it over the next year or two, um, and. I didn't plan it, you know. I think that it started working for me. It felt it felt like it saved my life. To be honest with you, um, it definitely transformed my life, and I wanted to share it. So uh, it was this personal process. Then spirit, the moon, my intuition, whatever you want to call it, uh, called me to start teaching this and writing the workbooks, and like here we are. And I also want to say that. Uh, My business started out as this like feminist business. I was selling shirts and things that said, you're nothing without feminist art. And I thought of it as like an intersectional feminist apparel business, basically. But I think that, you know, showing folks how to step into their power, work with their energy, make magic is just about the most feminist thing that I could do, honestly, I think maybe folks might not connect the dots uh, because subjects like magic or witchcraft or spirituality is usually filed away as woo woo, which is a word I actually dislike greatly. Like, I greatly dislike that word Um, because it's like, mm, well, I don't want to go on a rant, so I'm not going to. But basically, it discredits healing work and it discredits magic and it discredits those of us who practice it and make a living doing it or it discredits the fact that it changes people's lives or saves people's lives i'll probably get into that later i'm not i'm not going to i'm not going to get too derailed right now but i know it's difficult to kind of see the ties in between like feminism maybe and witchcraft and spirituality but I kind of try to tie it together also in my book uh, as well, because it all makes sense to me a lot. You know, This is a real practice that gives folks real results. Uh, it helps folks step onto their path, love themselves, have compassion for themselves. Also, another potent gift of lunar work is that it helps us step into other paradigms there are lots of paradigms out there right um the paradigm we've been introduced to and indoctrinated into uh in this current society is not the only paradigm a lunar paradigm is a cyclical paradigm that combines both ancient and future technologies this is a paradigm that is like beyond the binary it's beyond right or wrong good and bad it's beyond capitalism. It's beyond the patriarchy. It's this much greater space, uh, this much greater playground. I think that there are so many more possibilities and layers. When we step into a lunar realm that also connects us back to nature and our true nature. I know a lot of times, like I hear the term lunar being used to illustrate like this feminine way of being. I don't necessarily think that the moon is gendered one way or the other. I think the moon is like all genders. We know that across the globe, the moon has been masculine, feminine, and necessarily like not even necessarily gendered at all. Again, I want to honor if you if you honor a feminine moon, I honor that and listen again, like I'm a feminist. Uh, I think we need to have a different way of being in the world. I think that we need to have a feminist way of being in the world. and I do think the a way of living uh, in moon time can can definitely help us do that. okay. That is what I will say. I will say though, you know, it mirrors seasons. It it mirrors nature. It honors nature. It honors our own seasons. And it also have has embedded into it this truth that everything is change because everything is changing, right? The the phases of the moon change quite quickly actually, right? So it uh, invites us to honor our phases. And our changing tides, changing ways of being uh, are different seasons, you know? Uh, There's this belief that we can change, that we will change, that other people also are transforming many times over and over and woven through the lunar work is this way to move through particular changes as we follow the reflected light of the sun on the face of the moon. So that's just like a little bit of insight into my practice and into my philosophy doing this work. When I was concepting writing uh, the moon book, I tried really hard to create a practical easy to follow along outline of my practice and offer up different ways of working magic and also just living practically with the moon like it's if you're a witch great uh, if you're if you're not and you don't do magic or ritual that's fine there's really i really tried to make it easily accessible to anyone who's interested in learning more about their energy and their cycles and anyone who wants to step more into their intuition and live in a bit more natural way, natural to themselves, that is. The book also has one whole chapter dedicated to each phase of the moon, the main phases, and one whole chapter dedicated to possible uh, ritual and spell work related to those phases of the moon. There's case studies, journaling prompts, suggested correspondences, there's so much more. And I got to say, like it was like about 13 years or so in the making. Writing the book took a year, editing took about six months. I really wanted to write a definitive guide as best as I could. And this is my first officially published book, but it's my 10th publication, On the Moon, which is insane for me to think about. And I'm like, um, just like, what? I've written other zines about intuition and money, and I'll be writing more about tarot. And I think, uh, I think I'll be writing more about magic and healing and protection magic and... Abundance and maybe even feminist business. I'm not sure. I want to write more books, and and some of those things come into the book as well. Uh, to be honest, the book is about quite quite a bit uh, of other things. So, yeah, that's I wanted to have an episode to honor my work and to honor my practice and my process and to share with you. And if this all sounds like it would be interesting to you to check out more, I want to invite you to pre-order my book called The Moon Book, Lunar Magic to Change Your Life. And that's all for now, my babes. I hope you're staying healthy, being kind to yourself. Hope you're giving yourself and the world around you some love. So until soon and take care. is brought to you by Modern Women. It is edited by Caitlin George Parker. I am your host, Sarah Faith Godestiner, and music is by the wonderful Will Owen and myself. Which is on the astral, which is traveling near and far, which is in i um.